We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Who's calling? I think it might be Pete. Pete, sweetie. Arrowhead Pride. Editor-in-chief. I think it might be Pete. Nothing signals Tuesday like the old number five is bringing in one Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs Insider. Good morning, hey, Good Pete. morning, guys. How are we doing? Good. It's all brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. Once at beginning, once at end? Uh, yeah, once no? at beginning, okay. once at No, I was okay. caught up in, in, okay. in the news that Byron Leftwich is going to be fired in, in Tampa when a year ago he was the hottest candidate for a head coaching job. This I, I, I could run circles <laughs> around NFL organizations when it comes to hiring people. Circles around so he these was. Folks. He was smart last year. Right. Now, dummy he's a, now. now he's now he's a dummy. Great. That's right. So he's going to be fired, it looks like, today. And Pittsburgh is clamoring to get him as their offensive coordinator. Mm. So anyway, that's kind of where we start today. But whew, what a weekend of uh, of super wild card games. I mean, I don't know about you. Last night made it to about halftime. That game was a big turd. But the but the games before that wild card weekend was fantastic, Pete. I'm sure you sat and loathe, or sat around on the couch and just uh, lapped up all the charcuterie you could, right? <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend to to not have to really focus on on any game and sit back and relax. And you did end up getting a lot of good games. And the one last night, I, I thought if I, a lot of people coming into the weekend thought it might be one of the the better games. But the Cowboys were were able to take care of business. And and you saw, I I think the the big thing for me was these seven two games were interesting. Where I, I think this is what the NFL wanted. Those first couple of years where they added the the seven seed, you know, they haven't been a, a, as good, and so uh, I think this is what the NFL wants. They want any kind of upset to happen uh, on any given weekend of the playoffs, and you did see that a couple times this weekend. They want all of the upsets. They want eight playoff teams. All that stuff's coming. They want neutral sites. Yeah. I'm tired of what they want, Pete. Give us what we want. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of the the seventh seed when it comes to how the the number two seed now doesn't get a buy because it feels like when you're one of the top two seeds in the conference, you you deserve to 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 be able to to get what the the one seed got just because I just think it's really tough to even be the two, uh, and we saw the Chiefs benefit from that in there. Their Super Bowl year, but the the NFL added two games to Wild Card Weekend, and you know if you can add games, that means you're adding revenue, and that's always going to win out when you're the the NFL. I'm going to appreciate though the one seed though, Pete. That's the biggest advantage. Yeah, in, it is in any sport, and it keeps the regular season intact. I mean, if 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 you 
have that one one buy, it makes the regular season so important. And I think the NFL wants every game to matter in this league leading up to the end of the season. And so the one buy right now gives you that carrot. I don't know what they're going to do to keep that regular season meaningful once you move this thing to eight games because you, you can't do two teams getting a buy anymore. The math doesn't work out. You don't want to get four teams a buy. That waters it down. So. I don't know what they're going to do to kind of keep that carrot out there, but I, I like the fact that now only one team gets it because it keeps, quote-unquote, and I hate saying this, the sanctity of the regular season intact. Well, it's great for the Chiefs that, that they were able to get it. I, I think even you know with some of the, the injuries, we, we've been waiting for McCole Hardman to come back uh, since week nine, but just generally speaking, the bumps and bruises and just being able to, to get guys off their feet and you know maybe there have been lingering things that don't necessarily always make the injury report but have been bothering guys. So you come out fresh, and then, of course, when you have Andy Reid, you're always welcoming a bye just because of the, the success that he's had with an extra week of preparation. Pete Sweeney, Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs Insider. You mentioned uh, McCole Hardman. Is that the one you're most – waiting on this week. It feels like he's, well, he's around the team for many weeks. You thought this is the week. Maybe this is the week. Maybe this is the week. Um, is the the playoffs going to be the week for McColl? Yeah, I, I got to think this is the week. This is a team that could have kept him on injured reserve if they really felt like he wasn't going to be an asset, and they ended up bringing him back. So it's taken a couple of weeks now for them to, to actually play him in a game. But I, I got to imagine these final two weeks, uh, provided him enough rest to, to be ready to go. And we're also looking at Frank Clark, who had a, a groin issue that, that last game, and Guy Moore, who had a, a lacerated hand. I know that Harrison Butcher was dealing with some back spasms, but just another another week to get all these guys right. And, and even, like I said, uh, and was referring to you know in that last question, even a guy like Kadarius Toney, who, who had dealt with a hamstring, and maybe Joe Tooney with an ankle. Yeah, it seemed like they were okay, but the extra week just provides the, the Chiefs uh, a, a means to get everybody right, and they should be a, a full goal, full, fully 100% and fresh, whereas you know you had the Jaguars who had to, to really grind themselves with this miracle comeback the other night. I, I think that's an advantage, too. Well, you talk about the miracle comeback, Pete Sweeney, and I, I hope that's something that Andy Reid looked at on Saturday night and kind of changed his mindset a little bit. He's been the head coach for two of the biggest postseason collapses we've ever seen in Indianapolis and here last year against Cincinnati. I hope if the Chiefs are in a spot where the Chargers were the other night up 27 to nothing, Andy doesn't call off the dogs. We've seen where he has called off the dogs. He doesn't want to embarrass somebody, and it's come back and, and, and kind of bit him. How do we make sure that Andy keeps his foot on the gas and it doesn't matter? If it's thirty-five to nothing after the first quarter, you still got to go full speed ahead and never, never relent. Yeah, you know sometimes, you know when it when it's last year, sure. I mean it's in the rearview mirror, but I, I mean I think Andy Reid knows about what the what the Bengals were able to do. But there, there was any reminder needed. Uh, it was what it happened on Saturday with with the Chargers being up twenty-seven. Now a lot of people writing that game off and and were saying that that it was over. Uh, and I, I think there would have been, you know, on the on the Jacksonville side, if let's say Brandon Staley just tried to continue to pour it on, I'm sure that some people have been like, well, you know, isn't that enough? And there's no amount of points that that are enough in the in the postseason. I think we've seen that uh, a couple times here, you know, in in, in Kansas City, where you, you just keep the, the, your foot on the gas. I mean, there's no um, let's save things for next week. I mean, I, I think it's it's selling yourself out to make sure you get that win. So even if you're up 27, even if you're up, what, what was it, 27-7 in the third quarter, I mean, you're continuing to, to try to score as many points as possible. Uh, and I, I think I think Reed and, and company 
you know, they, they know that now last year was a, a hard lesson, but what a reminder right in your own division for Saturday for, you know, the team that's, that you're going to be playing to, to storm back. And um, that's something to remember about these Jaguars because I do think the Chiefs are a better football team. I do think they can get a lead like that. But there's there's no relenting when you're playing anybody at this time of year. Week ten, is there much you pull from from that one yourself that that stands out from that matchup heading into this one, or is it too far removed? Well, I, I think it was a, a game where it, it was a, a team in the Chiefs who were better than the Jaguars, and I think they were just really strong about playing balanced football. And I, I continue to think that when the Chiefs offense is, is best it's when they're spreading the football around right now with, with Patrick Mahomes and then making sure that they continue to run the ball like we saw with Isaiah Pacheco that was actually the third game that Isaiah Pacheco was named the starter and really the game they leaned into him and he was able to get over 80 yards he just never really felt like that game in particular was out of hand I think there were one or two moments where you said okay maybe the Jacks can get into it here uh, and then the Chiefs were able to to you know get take back control and you really felt like um, they had the game at hand, and I, I think a big part of that is that that balanced offense. And, and I think you continue to hope that the defense plays well. The defense was playing well finally at the end of the year. Um, and again, this will be a challenge. I mean, it's a lesser-known uh, name, guys. When you know you talk about Christian Kirk and then Evan and Ingram and Travis Etienne, guys who are in a way breaking out themselves. But uh, it's a, it's a pretty good offense, and, and one that if you're not careful can stick with the Chiefs. So I think it's just taking care of the football and playing balanced. Talking with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride here on 610 Sports Radio throughout all of this while the Chiefs are preparing for these games. Obviously, the uh, the coaching carousel is spinning right away. It looks like Byron Leftwich is potentially out now in Tampa. Eric Bieniemy is a free agent at the end of this season. Where does he end up next year? Yeah, I wouldn't be stunned if, if he, he goes to another team, in, you know, maybe with a, a defensive head coach. I know that uh, Tennessee – uh, has been out there and been connected to both the enemy and, and Matt Nagy. And I'm wondering if, if this is the year the enemy says, all right, let me get away from what is the Andy Reid umbrella and let it, let me make it very clear that, you know, I'm running the offense and I'm coming up with the offense game plan and I'm the final say on the 51% that he, he likes to talk about because there has been some kind of holdup here with uh, giving the enemy his opportunity, regardless of being the offensive coordinator for Patrick Mahomes since 2018. And so I just think making it very clear, not only you know, through words, okay, EB's involved in the offensive process, but through action in the sense that, and there's nobody else. You know, Andy Reid's not with Eric anymore. It's definitely Eric and, and what he, he wants to do and his plans. You know, and if that were to be a case where it be, you know, Tennessee or elsewhere, I think he could finally have an opportunity to prove himself. And I don't think it would really take that long to, to get a head coach position uh, if he was able to show, okay, uh, I'm away from Mahomes. I'm away from Reed. Look at my top 10 offense. You know, I, I kind of told you guys here, uh, and I think maybe owners would start to lean in. Again, this is just a theory. Uh, you know, we, we've thought for a while that, that he'd be uh, a candidate and a good candidate, um, even despite having to, to work with Andy Reed. Um, and so I, I think you're, you're at a point where you're trying something new uh, in a sense. And so I wonder if he finally ends up elsewhere but in a coordinated position and hopefully that's a, a short-term thing for see him. i i think the jets make the most sense for him and this is my theory you you go to the jets and, and even tennessee can fall into this category as well both of those coaches are clearly now in the hot seat they had to fire their coaching staffs so when you have to do that you're one step away from being fired yourself you go to the jets or tennessee things aren't going so well earlier in the year then eric Bieniemy becomes that interim head coach and has the opportunity to truly lead a program and show if he can be a true head coach in the national football league and get 
get that on-the-job training. So I, I think the Jets make a lot of sense for him. I know they still need to go I out and get a quarterback, but they've got a great offense and a phenomenal defense. Pick a team where the guy's out. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that, I mean, that that's his best. Like, staying here is not working for him to get a head coaching job, right? I think we've all established that. It's not working here. So go somewhere where they may right. bounce a guy midseason and he can take over and show everybody what he can do. I mean, I, I I'm – I'm with you. I'd love to just see him get any opportunity, but I mean, two years in a row now, we saw Rich Passaccia lead the Raiders to the playoffs and Steve Wilkes turn a Panthers who had just traded away their all world running back and, and led them to a possible playoff berth. And it doesn't look like these guys are going to be the choices with the Raiders going with Josh McDaniels and Carolina. They I believe they're set to well, the Raiders are John. stupid though. I mean, you're, you're talking about, you know, moronic things when you, when you, you, you know, you cite the Raiders there because they, they were dumb not to hire rich Passaccia. I mean, that was just stupid with the way that he held that team together last year. That was brilliant. I mean, he should have been coach of the year. I mean, you had a player kill somebody, the whole thing with Gruden. I mean, it was a mess and he takes them to the playoffs. Like they should have given him a blank check last year. Yeah, I think I'm just combating the interim thing because for whatever rhyme or reason, it doesn't seem like the interim coach ever really gets a, a, a bid. It seems like the owner wants to go a lot of times with, with a hot name. The best interim coach right now, it seems like, is Jeff Saturday, who went one and seven. So you can't really figure out these owners, right. uh, in my opinion. And Carolina's seven and ten. It's not exactly like they're screaming, oh, my. And we saw the interim thing happen here. They beat the Packers, and everybody wanted Romeo Cornell. Quite honestly, nobody else would take the job at that point in time. So <laughs> so Romeo had the opportunity to get it because, well, there weren't any, nobody was begging for that job at the time. So he got it, and we know how that ended up working out. Not well here in Kansas City. So I, I understand what you're saying with that interim thing, but that may be the way that he gets that opportunity to show maybe somebody else that he can truly be a head coach because Pete I mean the guy's interviewed 16 times with 15 teams I mean if you I'm him like I, everybody knows him yeah I, I feel like if I'm him I want to go somewhere where I think the coach is going to get fired and, and I would work that into my contract if you you know you bounce this guy I'm I get to be the interim head coach well I think the only option with him going for an offensive coordinator position would be a defensive head coach too uh and so Maybe it is a situation where where it's unlikely the head coach stays and, and maybe it's just a, a better team, a good team that maybe can make the playoffs with a defensive head coach where people know you're the offense, top offensive guy. Like, even here in Kansas City, like uh, as much as we say this is Andy Reid's offense, yeah, that, that's true. And I don't think Andy Reid is involved so much in, in the defense other than in the general concepts. Like, I think he really lets Steve Spagnuolo do his thing, almost like a defensive head coach. So... Eric Bieniemy uh, sort of needs an opportunity on the opposite side of that, I think, to to really prove himself. And and we don't know. I mean, we we haven't been in the rooms. We're not really sure what ha- what's happening. But hopefully, that kind of situation would finally get him over the hump. Hopefully, it matters to, to the Chiefs. But on the uh, the other side, what are you thinking, uh, Bills Bengals? I like Cincinnati. I'm not. I'm not feeling so great about some of the offensive line issues injury wise that, that the Bengals are having going so into that bad. game. I just, I just tend to think that uh, they'll find a way. I mean, I, I know that, that Buffalo is at home and has that advantage and who knows about all how fair everything has been. Um, I, I, I tend to think Cincinnati uh, has the, the team that, that for me is at the end of the year was, was playing a little bit better. I feel like Buffalo um, I, I know that you know they have a lot to play for now with this whole team destiny thing and, and the whole uh, Hamlin storyline, but I just feel like they were a better football team at the beginning of the year, and they haven't really been the same since uh, Josh Allen, you know, they tweaked his elbow or whatever it was. I, I just think he hasn't been the same quarterback where I felt like Joe Burrow and that 
that team was turning it on a little bit more at the end of the year. And so I like Cincinnati, but it, I, you know, again, like we thought we were getting on that Monday night before everything happened, this, this should be one of the better contests of the year when it comes to, you know, two elite teams going at each other. So uh, hopefully this is a situation in Kansas city, right? Where uh, they take care of business on, on Saturday and you're just awaiting your opponent. That's the plan. Pete, enjoy the, the weekend. We'll continue to follow your coverage, of course, at Arrowhead Pride. Very good. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, our 610 Sports Radio Chiefs Insider. All brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.